Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, look back at the season's first no-hitter, some Tuesday's stars, matchups to exploit on Wednesday, and some DFS tips. Let's start with Chicago White Sox ace Lucas Giolito throwing a no-hitter in a 4-0 win against Pittsburgh. Now, the fact that it's coming against Pittsburgh maybe shouldn't come as a huge surprise, but Giolito walked one Pirates shortstop Eric Gonzalez and struck out 13, getting 30 swinging strikes in the effort. This is the kind of thing that might have been expected of Giolito when he was coming up. He was the 16th overall pick in the 2012 draft by the Washington Nationals. And in both 2015 and 2016, he was among the top handful of prospects in all of baseball. Giolito was acquired from the Nationals in 2016 by the White Sox in a package along with Dane Dunning and Ronaldo Lopez for outfielder Adam Eaton. Uh, so, you know, turns out okay for the White Sox. Eaton's a totally respectable uh, player, uh, a solid pro, and he hel- helped uh, the Nationals win a title. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, the Chicago White Sox have uh, an ace of their pitching staff and a few other pieces uh, as well. Uh, anyway, uh, Giolito faltered a bit in 2018 when his control uh, was suddenly lost, but he has gradually removed the curveball from his repertoire, uh, hardly ever throws it now, uh, and has replaced it with more sliders and changeups uh, to great effectiveness. He's uh, become a bona fide ace who is striking out nearly 12 uh, per nine innings. And uh, when you put that up against a, a Pittsburgh Pirates lineup that is uh, barely major league caliber, uh, you end up with an, a no-hitter and probably not even uh, a really difficult no-hitter. In fact, the, the Pirates might have been uh, just happy not to have a perfect game thrown against them. So uh, full credit to Lucas Giolito for uh, the first no-hitter of the 2020 season and a uh, tough night for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, a look at some of the other stars from Tuesday night. San Francisco first baseman Brandon Belt was 4 for 5 scored two runs, drove in five, and hit two home runs in a 10-8 win against the Dodgers. Uh, Belt is a nice value pickup in in fantasy. You know, you could have got him late in drafts or even off the waiver wire early uh, because he never puts up huge numbers uh, over the course of the year. And, uh, you know, but he'll hit enough. And and that if you're looking for a guy to, to fill in and give you a corner infield bat, uh, that's not going to hurt you. And certainly Belt uh, is on a pretty good run right now. He's not hurting anybody. Uh, that you you could have you could do worse than to have Brandon Belt. Uh, Oakland shortstop Marcus Semien was three for five, scored two runs, drove in two runs, and hit a home run in a 10-3 win at Texas. Uh, Semien is, is one of the top shortstops uh, in fantasy, at least coming into the season, uh, but a lot of that was based on volume. That He was a guy who was always in the lineup, uh, and maybe in a 60-game season, uh, that doesn't quite hold the same value. And and Semyon is off to a, a relatively slow start. He's hitting in the 230s, uh, but uh, you know he's hitting leadoff in that Oakland lineup, so there's still opportunity for a lot of production. Uh, Seattle Mariners shortstop J.P. Crawford was two for four, scored two runs, had three RBIs and a home run, and a double in an 8-3 win at San Diego. Crawford is not a huge bat, but he's also hitting leadoff sometimes for, for the Mariners, and uh, when he's on, uh, can be a pretty productive player. Uh, Kansas City first baseman Ryan O'Hearns, 3 for 4, scored two runs, drove in two runs, and hit a home run in a 5-4 win at St. Louis. Uh, O'Hearn is you know, deep in, in fantasy value, but uh, in, in a pinch, if you need somebody uh, to fill in in a corner spot, you can consider him. Uh, I would consider him after Brandon Belt, for sure. 
Boston third baseman Raphael Devers was two for five, one run scored and drove in three runs in a 9-7 win at Toronto. Uh, we've documented a few times how Devers is off to a slow start in 2020, uh, but we know what kind of bat he, he has, and, and if he's uh, awakening, that would give the Red Sox uh, a little bit more of a fighting chance to be competitive. Los Angeles Angels shortstop Dave Fletcher, three for five, scored two runs, had two RBIs uh, in a 12-5 win at Houston. Uh, Fletcher is you know, not a, a huge fantasy uh, performer because he, he doesn't uh, have great power or great speed, but he is hitting 321 and uh, tends to be hitting pretty high in the Angels lineup. Uh, so the, there is some appeal there, uh, just you know, there's uh, limits to it. Uh, Detroit starting pitcher Spencer Turnbull went five and two-thirds innings, gave up three hits, three walks, no runs, struck out five in a 7-1 win against the Cubs. Los Angeles Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner, who I talked about on yesterday's podcast as an old guy who still got it, uh, Turner went four for six, scored three runs, and had an RBI in a 10-8 loss at San Francisco. Uh, San Diego third baseman Manny Machado was four for five, uh, one run scored, and he had two singles, a double, and a triple in an 8-3 loss to Seattle. Finally, San Francisco veteran third baseman Evan Longoria was also 4 for 5, scored four runs, and drove in a run in a 10-8 win against the Dodgers. Uh, Longoria and Belt, uh, veteran players who uh, are probably not near their peak, uh, but still uh, in a pinch could give you some value in the corner infield spot. Uh, So, coming up next... Uh, we have some injury updates, some matchups to exploit, and DFS tips. Now, the injury news isn't good for Arizona starting pitcher Merrill Kelly, who was off to a great start this year. He had 2.59 ERA, 0.99 whip, 8.3 strikeouts per nine innings through his first five starts. He's having surgery on a blood clot in his right shoulder, and that could be season-ending. Uh, tough break for the Diamondbacks because Kelly uh, has been... He, Pleasant surprise in their rotation. Taylor Clark uh, should take Kelly's spot in the Arizona rotation. Uh, Clark has been effective out of the bullpen. He has a 2.33 ERA, 1.09 whip, 8.4 strikeouts per nine in 19 and a third innings. So certainly a a viable candidate to step into the rotation, uh, but it still hurts uh, Arizona to lose Merrill Kelly. Rays reliever Jalen Beeks uh, left Tuesday's action with an arm injury, and there is a, a fear that he, he may require Tommy John surgery. Uh, Diego Castillo and John Curtis are still available to get saves. Uh, and you know, the Rays also, you know, their starting pitcher, Yanni Chirinos, who uh, was on the DL, uh, will remain there, but he also underwent Tommy John surgery. So he'll be out, uh, obviously, for a year plus. Uh, Yankees right fielder Aaron Judge has been activated from the injured list as expected, and he will return to the lineup. Obviously, that adds a, a big power bat uh, for the Yankees uh, and leaves Mike Talkman and, and maybe Brett Gardner and Clint Frazier. All those guys have to battle a little bit more uh, to stay in the lineup. Uh, one more player returning to action is Indian starting pitcher Mike Clevenger. Uh, he's going to start Wednesday after his hiatus for his uh, COVID-19 violation. Uh, and we don't know... Um, you know, what his future is uh, with Cleveland, whether uh, this, this could be showcasing Clevenger uh, for trade if you, if you believe the rumors that are out there that he might be available. Uh, and so something to consider, but he, he will be back on the mound uh, and sooner apparently than Zach Plesak. So a few matchups that I do like for Wednesday's games. Uh, Chicago Cubs 
John Lester, minus 135 at Detroit, Michael Fulmer. Mostly, I, I think Le- Lester's a, a pretty solid option, and I'm more concerned, I guess, with Detroit uh, in that Fulmer ha- has not really been, he's been an opener uh, so far this se- season as he makes his return to action, and so that hasn't led to great results. Uh, Miami, Eliezer Hernandez, plus 220 at the New York Mets and Jacob deGrom. Picking against Jacob deGrom is probably a fool's errand here, uh, but Hernandez has been really good uh, for Miami, uh, good enough to at least like him as a massive underdog. Uh, you know, you can still like the Mets uh, with deGrom on the mound, uh, but Maybe at plus 220, it makes a little more sense to grab the underdog. Uh, Cincinnati with Sonny Gray, uh, minus 125 at Milwaukee and Adrian Hauser. Uh, Gray has been really good for Cincinnati, pitching like a a legitimate ace. Uh, And keeping it in the family. Okay, not really the family, but uh, a different shade of Gray. Colorado with John Gray on the mound, plus 115 at Arizona and Robbie Ray. Uh, This is really picking against Robbie Ray, who doesn't seem to really be on track right now this season. Uh, really high walk rate, uh, leading to uh, an inflated ERA. And so uh, give the the Rockies a a shot there as underdogs. Uh, Now let's shift to a few DFS recommendations for Wednesday. And I will stick with Miami pitcher Lisa Hernandez, $6,600 on DraftKings against the Mets. Uh, Again, this is a case of Hernandez should be the underdog in this matchup. The the Marlins should be the underdog. uh, But maybe you can still find value in that underdog. And so at $6,600, Hernandez is a a pretty nice uh, option as your second uh, pitcher uh, on DraftKings. Uh, Detroit first baseman, Jamer Candelario, is just $3,500 against the Cubs and John Lester. Uh, Candelario's, you know, been a respectable hitter uh, in that Tigers lineup, uh, shifting over to first base, and he's hitting 277 with a 781 OPS. And as much as I think, you know, the Cubs and Lester are pretty good, uh, I don't necessarily think that uh, he's untouchable. Uh, another Miami player, uh, shortstop and outfield eligible, John Birdie. Uh, is just $3,300 against DeGrom. Obviously, this is a, a function of going up against a, a perennial Cy Young contender. But uh, Birdie is hitting leadoff and is 8 for 8 in steals uh, so far this season. So if, if he can get on base, uh, he could provide you some value. And one more, uh, St. Louis, third base and outfield eligible, Brad Miller is $4,400. No, he's $4,000 uh, against Kansas City and Jake Junis. Uh, and Miller uh, has been hitting 353 with an OPS over 1,000. Uh, you know, quietly productive uh, in that Cardinals lineup, and the price is right uh, going up against Kansas City. So that'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more fantasy baseball news. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, Fire it off to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. Find us and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Stay safe and stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. 